Good day, all. Welcome to another season of Learning Bible Truth Ministries. I am the founder, host, and teacher, your one and only Dr. Kamla D. Here to teach you Bible truth, to help you grow in faith and learn how to walk in God's amazing grace by teaching Bible truth, not my truth, Bible truth. Here we read scriptures that contain God's word. Remember to pray and ask God for understanding. Put your learning hats on, get your Bibles, invite family and friends, take notes, and let's learn Bible truth. Good day, saints. Today is May the 6th. It is a Saturday of the year 2023. This is the day that the Lord has made, and I don't care what's going on. I will rejoice in it anyway, and I invite you to do the same. Now, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, because I receive new listeners every week, I am the host, founder, and teacher of Learning Bible Truth Ministries, your one and only Dr. Kamala D. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Now, I want to give a special shout out to my sister, Carol, and I don't do shout outs often. My sister, Carol, and her elite women's organization. Hello, welcome. I hope you are blessed by today's message. And today I am reading from the New King James version of the Bible, which is also one of the best translations. And um, if I read from another translation, I will let you know. But if I don't say anything, I am reading from the New King James version. I will announce the title of this episode once I read the opening scriptures. Now you guys know the routine. All you have to do is pause the tape once I uh, give you the scriptures. And when you find the scriptures, you can press play and we will be on the same page because modern technology allows us to do that. Amen. All right. So let's get this truth on the road. Go to Proverbs chapter 23 and I will read verses 6 and 7. Proverbs 23, verses 6 and 7. And I am reading, Do not eat the bread of a miser, nor desire his delicacies. Verse 7, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. The name of this episode is, As a man Think it in his heart, so is he. As a man think it in his heart, so is he. Now, this episode is going to bless a lot of you. And I would hope that you take every word that you hear today seriously. This is one of the most serious episodes I have ever taught because people need to know that as you think in your heart, so are you. You are what you think in your heart. Be careful who and what you listen to. 
because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Whatever you focus on, you will eventually become. I think I need to say that again. Whatever you focus on, you will eventually become. What music are you listening to? What shows are you watching? What books are you reading? All of the above plays a part of who you are. So you need to be very careful what you are meditating on. What you meditate on in your thoughts, you will eventually receive in your heart. And once it settles in your heart, it will start to manifest in your behavior and in your words. But where did your behavior start? It started in your thoughts, saints. Then received in your heart. That's why the Bible says in Proverbs 4, verse 23 and 24, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. Verse 24, put away from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. It's very important that you also watch what comes out of your mouth, saints, because Proverbs 18, 21 and the LSB and New King James Version are exactly the same. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Saints, you will become the recipient of your words, saints. Now, I also want you to pay close attention to Deuteronomy chapter 30. Verse 19, now God told Moses to tell the children of Israel when they returned to him, this is what they had to do. Verse 19 says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. Now, first, we should recognize two major things in this scripture. Number one, death and life are in the power of your words. Number two, we have the ability to choose life and death, blessings and cursings. And number three, God would not tell us to choose if we didn't have the power to do so. It's called free will. God is not going to make you do anything. It's called free will. Now pay close attention to verse 19 in Deuteronomy 30 again, because it bears reading. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death. God has set before us to choose between life and death. And he has also set before us blessings and cursings. Therefore, choose life, choose blessings, or choose death and choose cursings. We have the opportunity and the power and the choice to do so. And look at the very last sentence of Deuteronomy 30, 19. It says that both you and your descendants may live. So we have a choice to choose life, death, and cursings, not just for you, but for your children, for your children. 
Now, this is very important, saints. If our words didn't have power, death and life would not be in the power of our tongue. We need to understand that what comes out of our mouth first have to originate in our thoughts. You can speak bad things into your life, over your children, your marriage, and over conditions on your job as well. Your words have power. Your thoughts have power over your words. So what we think and say has the ability to transform your life. And I know that hit something. That struck a chord there. What we think and say has the ability to transform your life. Why? Because you believe it in your heart. Remember, as a man think it in his heart, so is he. If you are saying things like my situation will never get better in my life or at my job, my marriage is constantly in turmoil. My health is not going to get any better. Now, and, and I've heard people say it's human nature for me to live in fear. I'm aging, so I expect to get sick. I have to die with something. How many of you heard that? I have to die with something. Let me say this to you. There is no such scripture to support those statements. Not one. And I do. You know what I do on a regular basis? I study. I research the word of God. Because I want to make sure I am sharing accurate information. That's why it's very easy for me to spot a false teacher. I do my research. Now, according to Proverbs 18:21, you should expect every bad thing you confess over your life to come to pass. So don't be surprised when bad things happen to you or your family. Because remember, you spoke it. You can speak and keep sickness over your body and over your children's body. If your husband or, or your wife was a bad spouse, don't speak that history over your children. Don't tell your son he's going to be no good like his father or, or your daughter. She's going to be like her lying and gold digging mother. Yes, we keep it real at Learning Bible Truth Ministries. You speak that over your children it will come to pass because you believe it in your heart. Watch your words. Your words have power, people. Your words have power. I can't say that enough. And if you believe in your heart, what you say, good or bad, you will bring it to pass. So why don't you reverse your speech? Start confessing and thinking about good things. Speak life over your life and into your children's lives and into the life of your business. And, and here go the hard part. Change your company if you have to. Because Paul told the Corinthian church in, in chapter 15, verse 33, 1 Corinthians, by the way, do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Bad company will have you speak in poverty, sickness, and spiritual damnation over your entire family. Don't hang around with anyone who constantly speaks negative words about every situation. Everyone knows someone who is always negative. We all know that person. We even have them in our family. They will find something negative or bad to say about anything, even something good. I know several people like that, saints. No matter the situation, they will speak condemnation over the situation instead of healing and deliverance. Remove those people from your life, even if it's a family member. Love them from a distance, saints. Sometimes we have to do what we need to do 
to get prosperity to move in our lives. You have to learn how to rebuke the words of negative people and say, I have the victory in Christ Jesus. I trust the Lord, not your words. And I will stand on your words of deliverance, Lord, healing and victory. No matter what, if you keep talking positive, negative people will remove themselves from your presence. If you speak the word of God over your situation, if they hear it, because they are so filled with negativity, they don't want to hear nothing positive. They will remove themselves. Now I want you to, that's why we share a lot of scripture here. Okay. Because I want you to start replacing those negative thoughts in your mind, because trust me, I had to get to this point. I had to grow to this point. We have to replace those words with the word of God and how he feels about us. And there is nothing better than to start this off with Jeremiah 29, 11. This is what God told the prophet Jeremiah to tell the children of Israel when they came back to him. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope, your version may say, or an expected end. Now, how can you read this and not change your thoughts and speech? How can you do it? No matter how many times the children of Israel turned their backs on God, God remembered his covenant with them. We are under a better covenant, according to Hebrews 8 and 6. And it says, but now he, talking about Jesus, has obtained a more excellent ministry inasmuch as he is also mediator of a better covenant, which was established on better promises. And we need to know the promises of God. That's why I'm sharing these promises with you so that you can replace those negative thoughts with the promises of God. That means God remembers his covenant with us. So God feels the same way about us that he felt about the children of Israel. Thoughts of peace and not of evil saints to give us a future and a hope or to give us an expected end. We need to change our thoughts and our words. We need the mind of Christ. So what did Paul tell the Corinthian church in 1 Corinthians 2.16? He says, for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Uh-oh. We have the mind of Christ. So how do we get the mind of Christ? I will tell you this. It's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. We start by replacing our negative thoughts with the positive words of God. We have been conditioned by the ways of the world and what we see to control our thoughts. And then we believe in our hearts and then it comes out of our mouths. My God. What did Paul tell the church at Rome? In Romans 12, 2, he said, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, when you renew your mind, saints, you prove what is good, acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, let's keep it all the way real. It's your stinking thinking that is preventing some of you from moving forward or receiving your healing and deliverance. Your stinking thinking. Change the way you think, saints. 
focus on God's word, not the words of the world or negative friends or family. Christ came that we might have life and that we may have it more abundantly. As a matter of fact, let's read that. John 10, 10 says, and this is the Lord Jesus talking. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Who are the they? The they are the sheep. I'm a sheep of Christ. Are you? He came that you might have life. The thief comes to steal, to kill and destroy. But Christ came that you may have life, but not just have life. He wants you to have it more abundantly. He wants you to have a successful life. So when things start shaking and breaking, you need to go back to the word of God. You, I'm telling you, saints, this works. I've been there before. And, and God's word has gotten me out of that struggle. Don't accuse God of every bad thing that happens to you. Check your words. That's what you need to do. Hold yourself accountable by what comes out of your mouth. That can make things happen in your life. That's good or bad. Now, God wants you healed and delivered. Change your thoughts to the mind of Christ. Why don't you start by saying Christ came so that I might have life and that I might have it more abundantly. Start with that. I am an overcomer. I have the victory in Christ. Don't let the devil and his people talk you into depression, into sickness, or into committing suicide. Let me tell you something. 2 Corinthians 10, 5, Paul told the uh, Corinthian church, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Any voice or words that tells you that it's normal for you to be sick at an old age, cast that down and then say, by his stripes, I am healed. Anyone that tells you you are too old to, to learn something new, cast that down and say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Anyone in your presence who starts talking about God doesn't heal today, remove yourself and say, the devil is a liar. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. If he healed back then, he will heal today. If you start having suicidal thoughts, cast those thoughts out of your mind and say what God told Jeremiah in 2911, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil. Suicide is evil. Depression is evil. As real as it is, you got to remember God is more real than your issues. God have thoughts of peace and not of evil. And he wants to give you a future filled with hope. You need to think the same thoughts that God has about you. Now, if you find yourself saying something bad always happens to me, say what David said in Psalms 34, 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Second Timothy 3.11, the apostle Paul says, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured and out of them all, the Lord delivered me. It sounds like the apostle Paul was reading Psalms 34.19. He knew that God would deliver him. So he endured those persecutions. Now it may sound cliche, but trouble don't last always saints. Trouble don't last always. Focus on deliverance, not your trial, whatever that may be. 
All leaves out nothing, no matter what it is, saints. Your thoughts and your words should focus on the Lord delivers him out of them all. Paul didn't complain about his afflictions or problems. He said, the Lord delivered me. King David didn't speak his affliction because we don't know what afflictions King David was going through when he, when he made that statement in Psalms 34, 19. But if you read the story of King David, he went through a lot. He said, the Lord delivers them out of them all. That's where our focus should be. That is what we should meditate on so that it can come out in our words. Cast down every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, saints. Don't let the devil deceive you into speaking against the promises of God because that is what his mission is. You have to stand up against Satan and his people and say to them, devil, you and your angels were defeated at the cross. I have the victory in Christ Jesus because he rose from the dead. That's when he conquered you. He conquered death. Now the writer to the Hebrews in 416 tells us this. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Now, saints, walk in the promises of God because we have the victory in Christ. Call on the name of the Lord. Go boldly to the throne of grace and tell God what you need. Tell him what you want. I don't care what you're going through. There's nothing too hard for God. And if all else fails, 1 Peter 5 verses 7 through 11 says this, casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. And when you choose to cast your problems on the Lord, please take heed to this. Leave them there and don't interfere. God doesn't need your help because he's God. He doesn't need your help. When he tells you to cast your cares upon him, Trust me, he got it. Oh, he has pulled me out of so many trials. Yes, he has. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Verse eight says in second Peter five, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, not your friend, your adversary, the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Now the devil is looking for people who say they love the Lord but have no faith. Once he hears you speaking sickness on yourself, he will walk through that door that you opened for him because he can't come in unless you open that door and put sickness or even death at worst on you or your family if you let him. Remember, you have the power. Verse nine says, resist him steadfastly. Resist too. Resist the devil. You don't resist God's word. You resist the devil. Resist him steadfast in faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Verse 10 says, but may the God of all grace who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. My God, my God, my God, this is for you, saints. Take these words and put them in your heart. And verse 11 says to him, to him who God be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. That was first Peter five verses seven through 11. Now, if you want to go beyond the apostles, let me read, uh, 
three very powerful scriptures that changed the life of a well-known Muslim who was born into Islam. And as he got older, went to medical school in America and shared a dormitory with another medical student who was from America, a Caucasian. This man shared Matthew chapter 11 verses 28 through 30 with this Muslim, devout Muslim, and it changed his life forever. It says, this is Jesus talking, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Not stress, saints, I will give you rest. Verse 29, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, not stress for your souls, rest. And finally, verse 30, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. My Lord, hallelujah, my Lord. You have to receive his rest, saints. You can't resist it. You have to receive it. I had a young lady whom I was speaking to a couple of weeks ago tell me she had just had major surgery and um, was out of work for about two months and was ready to come back. She was cleared by her doctor to return. And she was telling me that she was, you know, she was so scared and she was stressing. And I, I said, well, you know, don't stress. And before I could say another word, she said, well, that's easy to say, but it's just human nature for people to fear and have stress. And I let her talk. And then I said, if you want peace and you want God's rest, you have to accept it. You cannot resist it with your words. I say what you just did was resist the rest and peace that I was sharing with you. And until you decide to receive it in your mind and then into your heart, you will continue to have that fear in your heart and in your thoughts. Now keep these scriptures in your heart, saints. All these so, uh, supportive scriptures in the Holy Bible. And, and some of you are walking around with these negative thoughts, which leads you to speak in death instead of life over your body. And just in case you don't know, when you speak contrary to God's word and his plans for you, you are calling him a liar. And that's not a good thing. If you find yourself with negative thoughts, direct them all towards the devil. Direct all your negative thoughts toward him. He is the liar and the truth is nowhere in him. When the devil says you are going to fail, call him what he is, a liar. And that he was defeated at the cross and you have the victory in Christ Jesus. You may have had a minor setback, but baby, you have the victory in Christ Jesus. You already see it. That's what you need to tell the devil when he starts speaking that foolishness. I see my, my future, my future. God has my future all planned and it's what I am expecting. He's given me an expected future with an expected end. And that's victory. Your thoughts should be filled with God's promises for you. You are the head and not the tail. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. By his stripes, you are healed. Lord, I cast all my cares upon you today because things are a little too heavy for me right now. And I know you care for me. Lord, I know the joy of the Lord is supposed to be my strength, but I want to rest in your peace right now, Lord, because it's too heavy for me. I'm angry, but I will not let the sun go down on my anger. I will not give the devil a foothold. 
I say, I trust and believe in you and you alone, Lord. And I can remember saints in the middle of my stroke. Hallelujah. May the 7th of the year, 2021, I was home alone. I knew what was happening to me because I know the symptoms of a stroke and it runs in my family. And that curse is broken with me, with me. I knew what was happening. And the first thing I did before I reached with my phone, with my right hand, I said, Lord, you said you would never leave me nor forsake me. I trust and believe that you are here with me by your stripes. I am healed. And that voice spoke to me in his words. I am here and I am giving you an expected in. And my expected in, I talk right back to him. I said, my expected in is for me to live and not die. And the Lord says, I am with you. Let's keep going. Get ready for this ride. And it moved forth from there. And I'm telling you, you better know God's word so that you can speak it. And don't let the sun go down on your anger. Because when you are angry, the Bible is clear. Don't give the devil a foothold. That's why it tells you not to let the sun go down on your anger. Because when you are angry, you have strayed away from God and you have strayed away from having faith. So it's okay to be angry. The Bible is telling you, okay, it's okay to be anger, angry, but don't let the sun go down on it. Don't stay angry all day long and all night long. It'll put stress on your heart. Now, as you hear the Lord's promises for you, keep in mind, the devil is standing by waiting to hear what comes out of your mouth, because that's the only way he knows that you ain't listening to the word of God. Once he hears you speak against God's word, his job is to steal the word because you open up that door for him to come in and steal it. Now, Mark 4, 15, 20. I wasn't going to read this, but it, it, we, we got time. We only at uh, 30 minutes right now. Let's read about the parable of the sower and the seed, which is going to lead us to the closing. Mark 4, verses 15 through 20. And I am reading. And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. Saints, he can only take it if you allow him to. Verse 16 says, these likewise are the ones sown on stony ground, who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. Oh, but wait a minute, saints. Verse 17 says, and they have no root in themselves. Look, they received it with gladness, but they don't have the root. The faith is not there. And so endure only for a time afterward when tribulation, trial or troubles come or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. Now, this is the majority of Christians. This is how they are. The majority of Christians that I run into and that I speak to when trouble comes, that's it. Oh, everything they heard, Satan already stole it. So they have no root in them. So when trouble comes, immediately they fall. Why? Because they allowed Satan to enter and steal the word from their hearts. So they have nothing to stand on. They have no hope. Verse 18 says, I'm sorry, saints, verse 18 now, these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word. Verse 19, and the cares of this world 
the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things entering in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. Verse 20, but these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, they accept it and bear fruit. That means act on the word. Some 30-fold, some 60-fold, and some a 100. Don't allow Satan to steal the word of God from, from your heart, saints, when you hear it. You're hearing it right now. So when trouble comes, you have no root in you. Uh-uh. Sow the word of God into your heart. And then what? When Satan steals it and you don't have no root, you fall apart instead of thinking about what the word of God says about calling on him in your day of trouble. And he will deliver you. Psalms 50, 15. Psalms 91 verse 1 and 2 says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him I trust. Psalms 46, 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Oh, hallelujah, my favorite scriptures. My Lord, you guys need to sow this one in your heart. Even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, hallelujah, praise God, though its waters roar and be troubled, Though the mountains shake with its swelling. Remember, God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. You have all this to fall on. You have God Almighty, the God who created the heavens and the earth to fall back on. And yet, when trouble comes, you fall apart. Mm -mm. There are too many scriptures in this Bible we can meditate on that will keep your mind in line with God through his word. You get to know God through his word, saints. Trust me, don't be listening to no spirits. You could be talking to the devil. You need to learn God through scripture. All of God's promises are available to all that are his. There are two ways we can bring those promises into manifestation. One, knowing what God's promises are for us. That's number one. Number two, by faith. Believing and acting on what God says about us through his word. And how does faith come, saints? It comes by hearing. The Bible is clear. It says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, which you are hearing throughout this episode. Now, let's look at the latter part of Philippians chapter four, verse eight, the latter part. Whatever things are of good report, not bad report, good report. If there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, not bad news, anything praiseworthy, meditate or think on these things. Now, God's word never tells us to focus on our problem, saints. We must focus on the problem solver, Jesus. Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. Now, we are told in Luke 21, 19, saints, as we close, in your patience, possess ye your souls. That's the traditional King James version. And that is the best version that describes what that scripture actually means. In your patience, possess ye your souls. While we are waiting on our deliverance, stand firm, guard your heart, watch your thoughts, 
And for the love of God, saints, be patient and control what comes out of your mouth. And remember, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. I hope you were blessed by this message today, saints. I want you to walk in love. Choose Jesus. Wear your cross. Carol, I love you and tell your elite women I love them as well. May God bless you. May God continue to prosper you. May God heal you. May God deliver you. Peace out. I hope you were blessed by this message. If you have any questions or comments about this particular episode or any previous episodes, please send your comments or questions to talkingbibletruth.cd at gmail.com. And if you would like to support this podcast financially, because it has been a blessing to you, go to one of my five podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Radio Public, and contribute an amount of your choice. Or you can send your seed to me via Cash App, dollar sign, Dr. Kamala D. That's dollar sign, capital D, lowercase r, capital C, lowercase a-m-a-l-e, capital D. Anything you choose to send will be greatly appreciated. Now until next time, saints, remember that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We walk by faith, not by sight. I am your host, Dr. Kamala D, rightly dividing the word of truth in peace and love. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope to see you next time.